exists either. One sunny morning in the commonplace surroundings of an eastern roadstead, I saw his form pass by, appealing, significant, under a cloud, perfectly silent. Which is as it should be. It was, for me, with all the sympathy of which I was capable, to seek fit words for his meaning. He was one of us. J.C., 1917 Chapter 1 he was an inch, perhaps two under six feet, powerfully built, and he advanced straight at you with a slight stoop of the shoulders, head forward, and a fixed from under stare which made you think of a charging bull. His voice was deep, loud, and his manner displayed a kind of dogged self-assertion which had nothing aggressive in it. It seemed a necessity, and it was directed apparently as much at himself as at anybody else. He was spotlessly neat, apparelled in immaculate white from shoes to hat, and in the various eastern ports where he got his living as ship chandler's water-clerk, he was very popular. A water-clerk need not pass an examination in anything under the sun, but he must have ability in the abstract, and demonstrate it practically. His work consists in racing under sail, steam, or oars against other water-clerks for any ship about to anchor, greeting her captain cheerily, forcing upon him a card, the business card of the ship-chandler, and on his first visit on shore piloting him firmly, but without ostentation, to a vast cavern-like shop which is full of things that are eaten and drunk on board ship, where you can get everything to make her seaworthy and beautiful, from a set of chain-hooks for her cable to a book of gold leaf for the carvings of her stern, and where her commander is received like a brother by a ship-chandler he has never seen before. There is a cool parlour, easy chairs, bottles, cigars, writing implements, a copy of harbour regulations, and a warmth of welcome that melts the salt of a three-month's passage out of a seaman's heart. The connection thus begun is kept up, as long as the ship remains in harbour, by the daily visits of the water-clerk. To the captain he is faithful like a friend and attentive like a son, with the patience of Job, the unselfish devotion of a woman, and the jollity of a boon companion. Later on the bill is sent in. It is a beautiful and humane occupation, therefore good water-clerks are scarce. When a water-clerk who possesses ability in the abstract has also the advantage of having been brought up to the sea, he is worth to his employer a lot of money and some humouring. Jim had always good wages and as much humouring as would have brought the fidelity of a fiend. Nevertheless, with black ingratitude he would throw up the job suddenly and depart. To his employers the reasons he gave were obviously inadequate. They said, "'Confounded fool!' as soon as his back was turned. This was their criticism on his exquisite sensibility. To the white men in the waterside business, and to the captains of ships, he was just Jim, nothing more. He had, of course, another name, but he was anxious that it should not be pronounced. His incognito, which had as many holes as a sieve, was not meant to hide a personality but a fact— when the fact broke through the incognito, he would leave suddenly the seaport where he happened to be at the time, and go to another, generally farther east. He kept to seaports because he was a seaman in exile from the sea, and had ability in the abstract, which is good for no other work but that of water-clerk. He retreated in good order towards the rising sun, and the fact followed him casually but inevitably. Thus, in the course of years, he was known successively in Bombay, in Calcutta, in Rangoon, in Penang, in Batavia, and in each of these halting places was just Jim, the water clerk. 
Afterwards, when his keen perception of the intolerable drove him away for good from seaports and white men, even into the virgin forest, the malaise of the jungle village, where he had elected to conceal his deplorable faculty, added a word to the monosyllable of his incognito. They called him Twan Jim, as one might say, Lord Jim. Originally he came from a parsonage, Many commanders of fine merchant ships come from these abodes of piety and peace. Jim's father possessed such certain knowledge of the unknowable as made for the righteousness of people in cottages without disturbing the ease of mind of those whom an unerring providence enables to live in mansions. The little church on a hill had the mossy grayness of a rock seen through a ragged screen of leaves. It had stood there for centuries, but the trees around probably remembered the laying of the first stone. Below, the red front of the rectory gleamed with a warm tint in the midst of grass plots, flower beds, and fir trees, with an orchard at the back, a paved stable yard to the left.